Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports important. There's been a whole lot of love for our man Brano among our World Service members of late. Fergus wrote in to praise Kevin's unique and highly entertaining reporting style. <laughs> Johnny Hawkins even sent an email addressed to Brano et al. <laughs> it's finally happened, Murph. We are the et al now. This is Brano's yeah. World Service and we're just living in it. Well, you know, on we should embrace this. You know, yeah. uh, we have we've created a monster, a benign monster, a bull's monster. Uh, so let's just let him flourish. You know, give him not that benign anymore. The, it's the problem, and, the monster's taken over. Mm, yeah, maybe we should watch that guy. Here's a, <laughs> here's a chunk guy. of our, our League of Ireland preview with Snaden Brano. He's a madman. Letting off firewalls and people's runners and all sorts. I just had a lot of good fun. I got a Bose games. It's not half the record stuff. It's on the record. It's a piece of spacer. Look at the flares. Look at the flags. You can also like sneak your cans into the stand really easily. Come on, come on, come on, come on! Now touch me, babe. We need to touch each other more. Can't you see that I am not afraid? Do you for the nation, sorry? What was that promise that you made? That's what going to a football match is about. Why won't you tell me what she said? Touching other people, you're hugging other people. What was that promise that you made? We need to touch each other more. Now I'm gonna love you till the heavens stop the rain. Do you for the nation, sorry? Ten years, the majority, apart from like a 16 or 17 year old like Naz Raj or whatever, that go to Italy, the majority of players who are playing in the Irish starting 11 in a decade's time will have played League of Ireland, will have played like a season or two in League of Ireland because mm. of Nigel Farage and Brexit, you know? Mm. So that's why this isn't just like, oh, the League of Ireland fans, you know, want nicer seats. It's like now more than ever, the league is like totally integral to the whole Irish football system. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. We're just on... Stephen Bradley, because you went to see him, you were chatting to him this week as well, he spoke again about his burning ambition to manage the Ireland team. I'm not naive or silly, I understand people's opinions that don't know football, just the general public who go to Ireland games. We have had a, hang on, general public who go to Ireland games, are they the people who don't know football? Hang on a second mate. Anyway, we've had a manager, this is the (laughs) idea of the great unwashed, we have had a manager from the league and if another manager from the league got the job, I could understand some people's opinions might be negative towards that. 
So it is a funny one because he hasn't really figured that much in the conversation. This is the manager of the four in a row winning Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, and I suppose an element to that would be kind of what even with Stephen Ke- like Stephen Kenny, Stephen Kenny was able to put himself into that conversation because of what he'd done in Europe. Europe yeah. You know, and there's no getting away from that. That's that's what he was able to say. Well, this is what I'm actually capable of at a level that is not too dissimilar to international football. So that's why he was able to do that. And I think that's probably next what what Stephen Bradley would have to do, where he can be not considered because he's someone who. What he's done at Rovers, and I think you would have to agree, what he's done at Rovers and how he's just made them technically and how he's created that squad of players and how he play and been able to dominate. I know last year it was a bit of a, it was a kind of, they kind of struggle and he kind of gave his reasons for that in terms of only giving them three weeks off and it was a mistake that he made and that's why he gave them nearly two months off coming into this season because he was like he realised that they were mentally drained because he played like 56 games the previous season but he has created something really impressive at, at Rovers and obviously he's been back to a degree but he's still been able to be the one to shape where that club is at now like he, has, he, has he kissed and made up with the board? I think so yeah I think he, he went somewhere he said he was saying he went off on holiday and went switched off had a place where he said he couldn't even have his phone which I thought was interesting I, was like, I asked him I was like is that probably part of the reason why the F- you realised you didn't get a call from the FAI because you had your phone and <laughs> what you call it but he that's probably now I think what he needs to do next that's probably why he was talking about peaking for the summer and making sure when it comes to summertime that's when they're prime. Has he not done enough though to get a shot at the Ireland job based on his domestic success given that say Shea Given has apparently ruled Lee Carsley out of the race I think at this stage Neil, now, Lennon, yeah. Neil Lennon looks like the favourite would you prefer Stephen Bradley to Neil Lennon for example 100% yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. but like why though Neil Lennon's beaten Barcelona in the Champions League is in what competing. 20 what year was that yeah but I'm saying he has managed at that level and you're saying that yeah. he has managed successfully at that level I should say and that's the one thing Stephen Bradley well the done. League of Ireland is the top level of football on the island and he's won the top level of football league four times in a row and he's going to win five in a row uh, you <laughs> know, he's called, it, he's called it. Of course, this is their preseason preview. Well, no, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, you can look at the European campaigns. Like he has qualified Rovers twice for group stage European football. Second time he had to, uh, you know, divvy up games because they hadn't won the league and stuff mm, like yeah. that. So, and that wh- why, why would the why would yeah. the guy who has won the, the top level of football on the island not be considered to be the artist? I think because of the previous guy not working out, he hit the nail on the head himself. There, Stephen Bradley. He says this is the the perception now is well, the League of Ireland yeah. thing didn't work. And this is, is, the, it, this uh, is what it was like after care, is it? Probably, yeah. I don't think I don't remember there being a great clamour for another League of Ireland figure to mm. come along. But neither, neither, game. neither was there at that time a someone who'd won four titles in a row, kind of thing. You know, like an a, an a, as someone whose record was obviously outstanding compared to other. He's also so turning so, 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 so why is he being even in, in the public conversation? His name doesn't come yeah. up very much. Uh, why not? Yeah. Um, I think it's got to be because it didn't quite work no, for it didn't work for is, Kenny. That, that is the reason why, and people are reacting. I'm not saying that's that's yeah. correct because yeah. they're to- two totally different people, different ideas in the game, different personalities, all those sorts of things. Yeah. It would be great to see Stephen Bradley get a shot. I feel if, like, for example, I feel if Stephen Kenny had done really well, and if for some reason he had to walk away at this point, yeah. Maybe the Bradley thing would nearly be seen as a continuity appointment. We'll go for another yeah. great Irish football but, man. But maybe that's, that's not the circuit. In terms of say with the Neil Lennon. And, and Stephen Bradley's because you, you kind of want you don't want like you don't want the, the sense to be the fellow leading the team leading this group of players that, and what's coming next to be almost like someone who is let's get away from me, he's on the downward slope of his career you want someone who's either coming coming forward and, and on the on the upswing or if it is going to be and it's not going to happen because of say finance or whatever 
a kind of a big name who would actually come in and take it like it was a like a trap but even then trap I'm kind of contradicting myself there was someone who was at the latter stages of his career in in management trap. but what I'm saying is the reason why I would say an appointment like Stephen Bradley over someone like Neil Lennon is because you want to maintain that feeling of a bit of energy at least mm. and not like yeah. like it would all it would take would be a couple of bad and maybe it'd be the same for Stephen Bradley a couple of bad results which are let's be honest it's not <laughs> it's, <laughs> the fixtures are difficult yeah, yeah like for like just the the arse to fall out of it and a lot of the a lot of the enthusiasm that had been there even w- within the end of the Stephen Kenny reign in terms of fans going to games and just a bit of the connection that was there because you forget that had totally gone at the latter stages of Martin O'Neill's reign then it would be gone again like for a while like, I don't think I'd be you know doing an open top parade on my own down O'Connell Street if Bradley gets the Ireland job but you could you could see how you could spin a better narrative around it you're like what's the point of the League of Ireland if it's not to bring through coaches and players for the national team he's 39 years old he's won the league four times 39 he won't be 40 till after the season finishes so the he's managers like, are younger than me uh, Dave so well, you've got to get used to that just know, also, also and maybe it's because like, you would, would have a better relate. you would have a better understanding of what Neil, Neil Lennon is like as a fella from, from working with him right but just from being around Stephen Bradley he is a very impressive person mm. what he's been through in his life and the story that he's had in his own life and what he's come through be still involved in football and to actually have the passion for the game when he could easily have just said oh, I want nothing to do with this anymore I want to just go in like it's genuinely one of the it was wo- so impressive talking to Richie recently on, yeah. on Richie's podcast but this is, maybe that's that is probably one of the reasons why we'll call him I just think he is a very impressive fella and also what he's been capable of doing with our Shamrock Rovers team and what I was saying about moulding it and having his fingerprints all over that club is again is impressive because it's easy to say oh well they've got maybe more money than, than other people and well they have for the point but they didn't start at that point you know what I mean like, when he yeah. was coming in Dundalk where the dominant force he, he he has built it do you know what I mean the key has been the one who has built that club Murph I feel Stephen Bradley remains a contender until a TV pundit officially rules him out that's the only way it's done now Shea Given yeah. tells us Lee Carsley's not going to do it for now Lee Carsley but maybe in the future Brian Kerr says Chris Hutton needs a rest until I see Kevin Doyle on screen telling us Stephen Bradley's not being considered I refuse to believe it I don't know why I picked out Kevin Doyle there I just <laughs> think he would deliver the news in his own inimitable style yeah I mean Tallow's own Richard Dunn I mean he's on the ground there uh, Richard Dunn might have been a better one Murph yeah, yeah. I, sh- I I can do some more ki- I need to get back in the king making game or the king breaking yeah. game and see if I can yeah, what are you get on the Richard Dunn to rule out one or two Richard, Richard Dunn yeah, could rule on. out both Robbie Keane and um, Stephen, Stephen Bradley, Bradley in one fell swoop yeah, yeah we could take care of those two and at least it's a process of elimination just keep ruling everyone out publicly and then finally we'll, we'll get our man sneak preview time this is a clip from our final show of the week going out tomorrow world service members haven't even heard this one yet Bit of a, a bit of a weird chat, this one, I won't lie to you. All about the enhanced games idea. I don't know if you've heard about this, but this is a doping friendly... Doping friendly doesn't even do it justice. No, uh, doping... Champions uh, doping. Yeah. I mean, doping is at the heart of this, yeah. Doping is at the heart of this sporting event that has been mooted for a while, but it was... I wasn't really paying it any attention, to be honest with you, until this last week or so, because now it has an athlete ready to be the face of it, James Magnuson. James, the missile Magnuson, the retired Aussie world champion swimmer, who says, I'll juice to the gills and I'll break the world record in six months. Sinead O'Carroll was in studio to help us figure out our feelings on all this. I think some of the arguments for this seem quite common sense in some ways, you know, that there is terrible governance in the Olympics, that a lot of the athletes live hand to mouth. 
for a lot of the years in between and then they get a little bit of paltry sponsorship and so you know these are some of the things that the enhanced games say that they will fix you know they will pay the athletes they will make sure that they're not uh, in an unfair field where some people are maybe doping at a state level where they have all of the, you know the supports around them or at a very high level you know in the vein of Lance Armstrong It will be safer as well they claim it will be overseen by medical professionals and so on Yeah again so the devil in the detail is in that and <laughs> a few disclaimers signed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on though. Uh, so like all of that common sense but I think what it misses out on is they're trying to say well people want to watch you know the Olympic thing of faster higher stronger but really we have we have known for years that it, the sport is more than that. Like you know, you talked on Monday about seeing the joy on Jack Crowley's face, you know, about, you know, the narrative of sex. And it, we wouldn't have these podcasts. We wouldn't have a whole industry built around sport if it was just about higher, faster, stronger. That's not why we watch it. So if it's in the enhanced games, it's just about who dopes better or whose body takes on juice better. It loses all of the the actual thing that but drives that us towards sport. already the case? It's just... There's less honesty about it now. There's no transparency about it because you don't know who's doping and who's not. Oftentimes, the people who are at the highest, fastest, strongest are the dopers anyway. I think that's why the the efforts should be put into what more can we do? You know, I th- think it's interesting. Hans Games f- focused on five sports. So they said they looked mm. at the Olympics. They said they had some, you know, measurements, some algorithm, like fancy full thing, decided which sports were the best ones to go to. And, you know, it's all individual stuff. But I think, you know, uh, plays along with the teal kind of libertarian, individualistic, you know, sovereign uh, ideals that they have. Um, But, you know, so we have track and field, swimming, uh, gymnastics and combat um, are are included in them. So you're not talking about team stuff either. So like a lot of the unfairness and a lot of doping, we we don't know what's happening. It's happening in team sport as well. So it's not just that that they're trying to fix. It's, yeah, holds galore. Ken, you on board? Um, Enhanced games. Well, I think that that um, the the important thing to remember with this is that it's it's actually got nothing to do with sport, mm-hmm. right? It's nothing to do with sport. If you see um, Aaron Ping de Souza, who's who's kind of the frontman, the president of the Enhanced Games, um, he says we believe science is real and has an important. I'm reading from their website. Has an important place in supporting human flourishing. There is no better forum for highlighting the centrality of science in our modern world than elite sports. So what um, what these people are doing is is taking sport and using it as a vehicle for an ideological project. Mm. Well, and I, I say an ideological project, but it's also an idea for a TV show. Like that's kind of, the, you know, I see one of the main investors is like a TV and, and movie producer. Well, that's just common sense. If I was setting up something like anything new in the sports world, I would be having it documented to try and promote the thing. Yeah, I mean, it, so it is like, it's a freak show that you can put on TV and it could be, you know, it could be big and, and that's interesting. But I think the main thing it is, and if you look at the people who are funding it, is actually, um, is an ideological project. So what ideology do I mean? I mean, like tech accelerationism. So like the idea that like we need to uh, get rid of all the boundaries to progress. Like progress um, as... Uh, as seen, for example, in Silicon Valley, um, you know, with the, the kind of companies that we, in in many cases, have founded or own, um, is actually the secret of um, uh, is what drives human civilization forward. And without it, we're all 
doomed. So one of the founders, uh, one of the funders, I should say, is Balaji Srinivasan, who used to work uh, with Andreessen Horvitz, which is one of these big venture capital firms. Um, Mark Andreessen, who's the Andreessen from the name, um, recently published uh, a kind of a, a massive, insane uh, substack stack uh, called the Techno Optimist Manifesto, which is quite an interesting document, which um, which is written in the form of like a, a creed, like a, it's it's like a series of like one sentence paragraphs, which begins like we believe, we believe in this, we believe in one God, we we believe in one true holy and Catholic and Apostolic Church. Uh, except in his case, it's you know we believe the market economy is a discovery machine, a form of intelligence, an exploratory, evolutionary, adaptive system. We believe the ultimate moral defense of markets is that they divert people who otherwise would raise armies and start religions into peacefully productive pr- pursuits. Blah blah blah. So. He's kind of saying that you've got all these naysayers here and there and everywhere. You know, you've got communists, you've got um, socialists, governments, you've got woke the the wokies, you've got you got governments, you've got like the precautionary principle, you've got the FDA. Uh, This guy uh, Srinivasan actually was was under consideration to head the FDA at one point in the early presidency of Trump, but Trump decided no. (laughs) Actually, no. (laughs) That's even too much for me. (laughs) Uh, You know, you've got all these people, and you know these are the people who would have turned around to Prometheus because they love to talk about um, ancient Greek and Roman. Uh, history and mythology. You can see this website is covered in like the mm. the faces, uh, you know, the statue faces that you've learned to recognize on Twitter. But, but it, <laughs> it looks like they look like AI generated statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's something a, really weird about it. Anyway, yes. well, well, of course. I mean, yeah. you know, AI generated statues is better than the real thing. Um, so, you know, the, these people would have come up to Prometheus as he was about to take the fire to, you know, to, to lift humanity out of its darkness and said, no, no, Prometheus, like, there could be all kinds of problems. <laughs> and, you know, we need to sweep all this nonsense away. And so standing in for the in, in this in the story that they're telling, the IOC is like the corrupt establishment entity that's holding back. Uh, progress. So part so part of the kind of sales pitch is is like a you know quite I mean reasonable appealing. reasonable it's, it's, quite, it's quite appealing to a lot of us to have a pop at the IOC and bring them down a peg or two. Yeah, sort of a, a, po- a populist kind of attack on the IOC and, and its corruption and inefficiency and its uh, what's antiquated legacy systems and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and we can do it much better. You know, sweep all this nonsense away. We can do it much better. Pay the athletes a fair price is 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 is, is, a, is a big part of the front of the pitch. You know, as, as which they don't to. get paid. If- in the Olympics, no, I, I, you, you don't get paid. Maybe you get paid if you win a medal or something. Or and clearly there are commercial benefits to winning a, an mm. Olympic medal. You I think know, it depends it's, on your country. Yeah, yeah, you get money. Um, like I think the US, if you win a medal, you get money, and the UK don't. They, depends, they, they yeah. do highlight a number of stories of athletes, and I don't know. If it's, it's, there's a lot of quotes from athletes. I don't think. I don't know if permission was sought for these quotes, but they, they quote a lot of athletes talking. I don't, think you need, I don't think you need permission. No, it's, you've said it out there publicly in these pictures of athletes talking about basically how, you know, in some case, famous athletes making very little money and struggling to make a living. Yeah, they're, they're in, all in, under the yeah, IOC. Like we know our grant system here. A lot of people are working jobs and they get 20 grand and they have to try and stay in, you know, the top yeah. 20 to even get that 20 grand, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and this, this obviously is uh, unfair, you know, but I, I also, I don't think... The, the people who are behind this actually really care about that stuff uh, at all. Um, you know, I think that the idea is to kind of showcase a view of the world 
um, you know, it's, they keep talking about science. Like if you see this guy just as they're doing interviews, he, he always is like, science is real. Science is here. You know, so he worked for Peter Thiel in a, uh, he's, he's part of that kind of circle. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was involved in the, the big libel action that Thiel funded for Hulk Hogan against Gawker, which destroyed that um, yeah. uh, website a few years back. Uh, and now he's, now he's doing this thing. Um, Christian Angermeyer's the TV producer guy I was talking about. You know, his investment company is called Aperon, which is like this Greek, we're obviously Greek, you know, meaning like uh, chaos or the void, you know, like this, uh, everyone wants to, like if you, if you look at the website, there's like one of the page has a quote from Seneca, um, a quote from Marcus Aurelius, uh, a quote from Tywin Lannister. <laughs> the Ty- Tywin Lannister quote is, you know, a lion a lion does not um, care about the opinions of sheep. Mm. Uh, that one was unattributed now. The Tyrone last th- They didn't attributed. attribute, but everyone recognized the Tyrone. Like, you, yeah. you have to attribute the Seneca. What, yeah. what, what was the... Let me see what the Seneca one was. Something about 10,000 men, was it, or something? Uh, no, it's something about what a disgrace it is for a, a man to... Grow. Yeah, what a disgrace it is for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. <laughs> so you'd have to attribute that, because no one knows that. <laughs> I mean, the Tyrone Lannister quote is, is a kind of a, a little twist on a, on a Mussolini quote, which was, um, better to live one day as a lion than a, than a hundred years as a sheep. You know, so so he kind of took that and and he picked the ball up and ran with it. So, you know, what they're doing is like, and then there's this other other weird aspect of of the website, which which really surprised me when I when I was looking at it, which is this: there's a whole aspect of it which is sort of trolling, like uh, woke. Uh, language about like being gay. Oh, how to come out that section? So, yeah, there's a yeah. website. Yeah. How to come out is enhanced. So you know, yeah, D'Souza is a gay man. So he kind of says that being a doped athlete is like being a gay man. Mm. A few decades ago, a closeted where, gay man. Yeah, where it you know it was illegal in some countries, and you had to like hide down dark alleys, and you weren't allowed to be yourself. Um, which is kind of a bizarre analogy, right? There's a glossary, like, a glossary kind of, of heroizing dopers, even though it's well, they don't know. like that term. Sinead. Doping, as with other slurs, there is no acceptable alternative. I thought they were big free speech warriors. <laughs> Cheating is should be called a demonstration of science. This is their glossary of terms. Clean athlete should be called natural athlete. Enemies of freedom throughout time have weaponized the use of the word clean. For example, the Nazi Party also used propaganda to position their political enemies as impure, using this to justify their war crimes and race-based ideology. This website is worth a read, folks, and that's what we're telling you here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I, but, you know, I mean, this is all, th- this is obviously trolling, right? This this stuff is is like, what, well, yeah, I was I was sort of trying to make sense of it. I was like, who is this aimed at? Like, is this, like, basically, the people who really would be enthusiastic about watching this are the people who would actually like, really, to have why don't you give one of the athletes uh, a sword and a little shield and one of them a trident and net and have them go at it? You know, cause, like and like then people we'd be who back. say, what did he say on that podcast? Six pack? Six pack city. Six, six pack city. city. Yeah. <laughs> people who say six pack city. Yeah, this is who this yeah, is for. Yeah. Aimed directly at those people. You know, the barbarian horde or whatever. Let them yeah. go at each other. This is what we, this is really what we all want to go yeah. back to, you know. Um, or, I mean, they, they, they obviously aren't going to be impressed by this sort of Glossary of terms. Like, like, put, put, like basically taking uh, all of this sort of language that we've kind of got used to in, over the last while in terms of 
um, you know, like like literally how to come out. There's a how to come out guide as a, as a, as an enhanced athlete. You know, where this it can be liberating to be authentic in the presence of your family. You know, it's kind yeah. of what is this? But then people who are sort of you know the the sort of other side. I'm, I have to say here, but it's not as though there are two sides on this. Kind of like insulted by the obvious trolling of like something that they take seriously like why are you kind of treating this in, in this why are you why are you doing this but of course from their point of view uh, and i and i mean here like the kind of tech accelerationist uh you know peter thiel uh, balaji srinivasan outlook all of this sort of woke language policing is like is deadening of uh you know the the, the impulse to progress you know what i mean so it's all sort of that, that, that's why, like, it just, I was just, why have they put all this stuff in? It just seems sort of, it's sort of irrelevant. Why are they doing this big, big drive-by on this? Like, they, at the end of one of the sections, they have, oh, with thanks to, like, the, the uh, government of the state of Victoria, whose, you know, appropriate language guidelines were an invaluable help to us in compiling this section, you know. You know, well, why bother putting in a drive-by on these people? But of course, it's all—it's actually part of the same sort of agenda. Like this, uh, you know, the wokeness is this sort of idea of leveling, like you know, the the equality is obviously a big um, uh, bugbear. I, yeah. I hate using that word. <laughs> it's equality. Equality is the big no-no. It's like, no, you know, we need progress, and that means. You know, so we need to allow greatness to flourish. We need greatness. We need markets. We need these billionaires. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where the ideology it's like this idea leads to. Thiel has, you know, written about this years ago that like companies are much better than governments because there's one leader and one decision maker. You're like, hmm, <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to try that yeah. in a few places, uh, Peter. Well, the, the quiet part loud there. Yeah. But it is, and the IOC have said this, like when the enhanced games idea came up again this week, that it's kind of trying to undermine the idea of sovereign states and, you know, national identity um, and create this kind of more individualistic games. So they are trying to point to what you're saying, that this isn't really about sport. This is about something much different. Now, again, when you look at the website, this isn't going to happen. They initially said it was going to happen in December 2024 and now they're saying mid-2025. They've got an athlete now. They've won athlete and one website that kind of looks like it was, yeah, as you said, AI generated by a transition year student. Stars with one athlete though. Got to start somewhere. And maybe he'll just get the million. He'll just go Why into a pool so and sure, keep. So sure it won't happen. I mean, if they've got money and, you know, you're always going to have people come along and... It might not be massive, but they might I've just... seen stupider you know, TV shows. They're only talking about yeah. a few hundred people, so, you know. Yeah, I, I just think maybe the idea is stronger for them than the actual the, the actuality of it. You know, the, the more that they can keep talking about this and, and doing down of the Olympics, the... Like the, 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 fun the more useful it is for the likes of Peter Thiel and, and people like yeah. that, whereas actually doing mm. it badly. And like this, like, you know, maybe it will happen. Thiel generally is his uh, biographer, Max Chafkin, says he's the most important person in Silicon Valley. The stuff that he backs works this, you know, uh, Airbnb, like he's a PayPal founder, he has the Founders Fund, the stuff that he goes into Palantir now, which is his big um, company, has contracts for with the US Defence, but now they have the contract with the NHS in Britain. So he like came in during COVID. If you look at his billions, the rise in 2020, um, everything he bets on kind of works out. Which is why this is interesting because it doesn't look like a bet that's going to work out when you look at the website, when you look at the spokesperson, you look at the people even in front. So there has to be other reasons why he's doing it. And I think it's all of these talking points that, that Ken is, uh, has outlined there. See, he's he's in an interesting position because he's both one of these um, 
progressive, uh, you know, like accelerationist guys. Like, you know, we need to speed up progress. Like one of his big things is, oh, we haven't actually made any technical technological progress in the last like 50 years. You know, and, and you're kind of thinking, what is he talking about? Because it's like, it seems to me that the changes in the world or the changes in, in, in the way that I live now or, or the, the way I experience the world is massive from like 25 years ago. Massive. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Most sports nutrition experts would argue that the, the fueling begins, in fact, the most important element of it is the day before, particularly the night before. So if you could yeah. take us through your... To win the Premier League is a war on nutrition. Okay, well, the night before I had a, I had sort of a chicken salad. Yeah, perfect. Lovely, perfect. I put a bit of pesto on. I mean, oh, I put okay. half a jar of That's pesto too much pesto, but it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And I actually bulked up that chicken salad with a little bit of Israeli couscous. We're still okay. We're still in the realms of pretty good nutrition, I would say, the day before a race. I had uh, two beers. It's the best thing in the world for you because it's full of protein. Um, okay, not ideal, but not the end of the world. I had a small Pringles. You know the Ritter, Ritter Sport Bars? I hadn't seen cornflake one before. Nobody had any soup to start with, nobody had any puddings to finish with. They had fish and chips. Okay, I had a whiskey and coke. No, no, come on, <laughs> not great, not great. Not after the beers. Uh, well, it was a whiskey and coke zero. You know, you probably know what direction I was, I was thinking. I'll have another whiskey. You could have one drink, no more, and then you're back to the hotel and you're off to bed. Then I was thinking, what will I have? Nah, you know what, you know, I'll have a cup of tea. Okay, uh, perfect. I had tea, then I had a few digestive biscuits. Well, th- th- there was a suggestion that there was sort of an all-you-can-eat sort of a thing going on. I wasn't counting them. I wasn't counting them. They were like buns to an elephant. <laughs> I was just hoovering them up. And then just before I went to bed, I had a slice of toast with Nutella. No! It was whole grain. It was whole grain bread. <laughs> James Magnuson is one thing, Murph, but come on. We all know who the enhanced games need to get involved here. After you faced death, was it hard to take EPO? Um, you mean the decision? Because it took, we did EPO before and then obviously did it after. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh. Any, you know, qualms about doping? <laughs> no. 
nah, nah. nah. <laughs> you mean before? Because we were doing it before or the, after? Or the, nah, nah, no yeah, issues. No issues there. Next question. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have handed over the oh. checks, uh, you know, putting the medals over the winning athletes. I mean, I just have them. I'd call it the Lance Armstrong and Hans We already games. know. I mean, yeah, get, we already know what Lance can do. That's very, yeah. that's worth pointing out. If we do know, we already know what Lance can do on performance enhancing drugs. You're right. He has to be the ceremonial kind of figurehead. Yeah. We've already got yeah, James yeah. Magnuson as the guy who's the, the formerly clean athlete who's ready to dirty himself up. So let's get Lance involved. In it. Yeah, it's, it's below him to go back to hoping at this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, so, what, what, what a front man he is, you know? Ah, yeah. Uh, there was a time there, on where large swathes of our uh, professional life were spent talking about and in general just being agog at Lance Armstrong, you know? I mean, it's a long time ago now. It's well over 10 years. Uh, but yeah. I've missed him and I want him back in our lives. And I think the enhanced games is the, the best vehicle to get Lance back in the game. There are far worse things you can put in your body. If you want to hear that chat in full, secondcaptains.com, five euro a month, plus a small bit of VAT, depending whereabouts in the world you live. You'll also hear the episodes without any ads. You'll be supporting independent member-led journalism. What's not to like about all this? The Second Captains podcast is also part of the... Fuck, I've uh, forgotten the What's the name of it? Hold on ah, a second. Here. Help me I'll, out here, no, buddy. I'll, I'll, never, I'll, never, the... I'll never forget the good people at the ACAST Creator Network. I'm wearing one of their hoodies right now on. That's how much I love I them. was actually wearing... I actually was wearing one of their five-a-side jerseys to... Uh, football on Monday night. So <laughs> we've said too much. We've given yeah. we've given Acast too much here, Murph. We too have. Much. We have too much winning. I have four words for you. I love this company. Yes. Developers, 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 developers. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 